Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. Hey everybody, this is episode 37 of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, and today is a little bit of a different show than you may be used to hearing. Um, If you're on my email list, you saw the emails last week that I sent out about my true, completely transparent journey in the fashion industry, including embarrassing pictures, flops, failures, successes, challenges, everything. And the response to that was insanely overwhelming. Um, My inbox was flooded, and I felt that this was the most appropriate and, and best way to talk about that a little bit more, share some of my thoughts on your responses, and to open up the conversation a little more. Um, I was genuinely blown away by my resp- by your response. Um, and it made me realize that none of us is alone in our fashion journeys. We've all gone through the shit, the asshole bosses, the pains, the anxiety, the sleepless nights, the illnesses, the sweating. I'll get to the sweating if you've read my journey, you know what I mean about the sweating. Um, and and like I said, hundreds of you told me your stories, and they were gut-wrenching. I was brought to tears, and I wanted to use this podcast episode as an opportunity to talk through a little bit more about what happened last week. Um, I'm going to go through a quick overview of my story and what I sent out in the emails. So if you didn't get those or you you want to read them in their entirety, I will link to all of those in the show notes, which is at sfdnetwork.com slash 37. Um, so I'll go through a quick overview in this episode, and then I'm going to get into some of my thoughts and some of my ideas about how we can further do a better job for each other in this industry. Um, You know, it's such an interesting industry with nobody really talking and everybody painting these glamorous pictures of how amazing their life is and their fashion brand and their job is all perfect. And the reality is that a lot of us are having really hard times. There are a lot of us that are doing great. Um, It's a roller coaster. But I want to use this opportunity to to talk a little bit more honestly and help each other out um, because what a lot of you said in response to to some of what I had to say last week was that it was refreshing. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think almost every email that you guys sent back, almost everyone started with, thank you so much for talking about this. Thank you so much for sharing. And... It was refreshing and it gave you a little bit of inspiration and hope and confidence. And it's really important that we continue to work together to to build that for you and for everybody else out there that's trying to make it in this insane industry. So let me go through a quick overview of, of what my story was like. Um, 
It started out really.、Um, I trudged through a lot of shit <laughs> initially,、um, and I had forgotten about a lot of it as I went through this journey of first writing the emails, and then second,、um, I shared quite a bit of it on Instagram stories. As you guys became more and more interested in what was going on, I dug through old CDs of pictures and I relived it. And there were moments that I literally felt nauseous. I couldn't believe some of the stuff I had done. Um, not because anything was bad, but just it was it was embarrassing. Like I went through some really desperate times to try to get my fashion line out there. Some of my designs were awful,、um, and I'm going to be sharing a lot more of those pictures. Again, if you check out the show notes at sfdnetwork.com/slash thirty-seven,、um, there's links in the show notes. If you're on iTunes, you can just scroll down and click through there. But I'm putting a lot more of the pictures in the write-up for this show than I shared in the email. So if you care to look at those, some of them are terribly embarrassing. But it was a fun process to go through. It was a little bit therapeutic,、um, and and it made me realize, you know, all the ups and downs that I had gone through. So here's your quick overview.、Um, I got a degree in graphic design, and then I landed a job as a receptionist, and it was terrible. It was depressing, and I was literally answering phones and filing papers forty hours a week. So I started sewing on the side. I wanted to do something else, and I launched this little fashion collection called. Oh boy, this one was embarrassing too. Called Funklectic. It was a combination of funky and eclectic. And eek, oh, I I think one of the reasons I never shared、um, so much with you guys was because I was so embarrassed about about many parts of it. That was one of them.、Um, the name. I started doing dinky fashion shows in Denver, and I showed some ugly stuff. But that's okay. We all start somewhere, and. As I saw the progression through the three, four, five years that I did that, I saw myself grow as a designer and and、uh, in my journey. So you know, you all we all start somewhere. I did fashion shows, I did markets, and where I sold nothing,、um, it was rough. You know, there was rough days where I was sweating, setting up the booth all the time.、Um, tons of you wrote back and and have gone through the same things: sweating, setting up your booth at these at these markets, and then selling nothing. And it hurts. It's really hard.、Uh, I launched into trade shows, like real international trade shows. I spent thousands of dollars and that I did not make back. Again, lots of sweat, setting up those booths, schlepping your shit across the country. Um, I did build the company into into a, arguably a little bit of a success.、Um, I was in f- over fifty stores internationally,、um, but I wound up selling a product that I hated. You know, I had initially started designing apparel and dresses and skirts and all sorts of funky things, and I introduced these guitar pick earrings really randomly. Um, I started doing these record bracelets that were cut and molded out of old vinyl records. And the profit margin on that was a lot higher, and they were a lot easier to make, and they just sold easier than clothes. And so I had to go forward with that because it made the most sense. Clothes are really hard to sell. I didn't have the capital to invest in getting anything, you know, sort of mass produced or even produced on a small scale, but like going into production. I was making everything myself, and I did not like these earrings.、Um, I mean, they were kitschy and kind of fun for a minute, but I really grew to despise them. And and that can happen when you have your own fashion brand.、Um, you have to move forward with what makes sense, and sometimes what makes sense are not the products that you're most excited about. After three years of of Funklectic,、um, I was in my early twenties ish, and I had no industry experience. I mean, I was working as a receptionist. I did not go to school for fashion,、um, but after just three years, I was really proud to have pulled in forty thousand dollars in my third year of business. 
Um, but here's the thing about that 40000 is that only 8000 of it was actually profit. The rest of it went back into the business for inventory and materials and overhead and shipping and, and uh, trade shows. It, it's a lot of money you have to put back into it. Um, and, and 8,000 a year is not livable. Um, I realized that selling product is really fucking hard, really fucking hard. Um, you're dealing with customer service and packing and shipping and inventory and chargebacks and so much schlepping again, so much sweating. Um, and, and I was just exhausted emotionally, physically, and financially. It was rough. I, I remember spending endless hours in my basement dealing with all of this. I kept my overhead really low. I didn't have an office. I didn't have an inventory space. You know, I was doing most of it myself. I had two women who were making my earrings for me. Um, but I kept everything really low and it was still really, really, really hard. So this dream fashion job like dropped in my lap. Um, I had applied for it like a year earlier. Um, when I was still working the receptionist job. In the meantime, I had quit my receptionist job as I was building my business and making a little bit of money. Um, You know, I was young. I had no overhead. So I had quit my receptionist job. But about a year earlier when I was in the job, you know, I went through one of those benders where you obsessively apply to jobs on Craigslist and you just send your resume out anywhere you can. Um, And like a year later, I got this phone call on my red Blackberry Pearl and it was it was this dream job. It was this opportunity to work in fashion, and I I took it. I I just said okay. They whittled me down to this painfully low salary of about twenty two thousand a year, with a promised raise to twenty five thousand after uh, I proved that I was a good worker and a good employee, and I loved it. I was learning how to make real product. I shouldn't say real product. My last product was real. Uh, I was learning how to make product in large-scale production at factories overseas, like what lab dips and hand looms are and what prototypes are, you know, all this, like, stuff that happens in fashion that I didn't know about with my with my brand. Um, I was learning how it was done overseas in large-scale, and it was really, really, really cool. I loved it. I was on cloud nine. I was, like, over the moon excited to be doing all of this. Um, I felt so cool. I felt like I had made it in fashion. I was in Denver, and I was working this job as a fashion designer, and I thought, I am the shit. I am doing this. And I had this realization. I realized that I loved doing the work. I loved doing all the fun stuff of designing and working with vendors to get product made and going through the production process. And I loved letting someone else deal with the selling and the inventory and the shipping and margins and dealing with closeouts and dealing with wholesale and retail. Like I loved letting someone else do that. And I just got to do the labor of it. Um, and so you know, I had kept my, my, my small funclectic business running on the side, and I eventually shut it down because I couldn't manage the capacity of that plus the full-time job. So there I was working in what I thought was my dream job, and it slowly turned into an absolute nightmare. Um, and I know many of you guys have gone through this because you wrote me stories. You wrote me small novels in response to to me sharing all of this with you about what you've gone through. You know, you get promised this dream job. They hire you. They tell you they're going to – everything's going to be amazing. They're going to pay you all this money eventually, and you'll get these raises and these title increases, and you're going to be working on all this fun stuff. And it's, like, so manipulating and so deceiving how some of these brands do it. Um, and it's happening a lot. 
it's pretty it's pretty uh it's pretty prevalent in our industry um and and we've all gone through it so with my dream job i um my first blow came when just like you guys have experienced i did not get that promised salary increase i sat there and i i pitched to them why i deserved it all the value I had brought to the company they had promised me this. I was still working for an insanely low wage, and all I was asking for was like three thousand more dollars a year that I had been promised, and they didn't give it. They said they couldn't. Um, and then the second big blow came when the recession in two thousand eight happened, and I know a lot of you guys went through this too. A lot of you. Our team at that company was downsized. I mean, it it feels like it happened overnight from 30 to eight people. And like a lot of you guys have gone through, I inherited multiple other people's jobs. I was doing an insane amount of work, an insane amount of responsibility, spending endless hours there, staying till midnight, coming in at seven, um, working, working, working. And the owner, as a thank you, offered me a $2,000 a year raise, which roughly calculates out to a dollar an hour. And I was so fucking pissed. I remember the day she came to my desk and told me that my boss had been let go and I would be inheriting his responsibilities. And as a thank you, I was getting $2,000 a year. This did not even put me back at the promised salary that I was supposed to have already gotten. Now I just inherited someone else's job and I was getting a measly one more dollar an hour. And I lost it. I lost my shit. I bawled. It was horrible. I I remember just having a panic attack. Like my chest felt like it was caving in. And I just I just cried in front of her. And I I did I just felt like I was crumbling and I couldn't do it. Um you know, but you keep going forward, you do it, you somehow manage to get the work done, you work your ass off, and it's exhausting. Um, you know, the job became too much eventually. Um, I was crying all the time. I had full-time anxiety. I would remember Sunday nights just, like, dreading it like the plague. You know, Friday comes, you're like, oh my god, I have a couple days of sanity to kind of have the weekend and then Sunday night comes all too quickly and I remember having like upset stomachs all the time and Sunday nights were the worst just dreading going back to that office on Mondays um and it it like made me really start to hate the fashion industry which you know that was like uh, my dream since I was a little girl was to work in fashion and it was like that dream that I never thought was possible like being a Hollywood actress I just never thought I could do it and then here I was doing it and then I grew to fucking hate it. Um, so I quit. I quit. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. The job was too much. The stress was too much. And I, you know, I knew that like life meant more than this. Life meant more than showing up to a shitty office and getting yelled at and not being appreciated and not being thanked and be, being underpaid and abused and taken advantage of by, in my case, it was a woman who was a fucking bitch and she drove this fancy car and she lived in this giant house and she went out to these fancy executive lunches and she couldn't afford to pay me a fair wage 
barely livable. Um, it was abusive. It's toxic. It's just downright. It it it's so jacked up. Um, so I quit because I knew that like I just couldn't do this with my life. I was young, and I had I I had relatively low overhead, and I just I left. I said this is not working. I can't do this. I have to make a better choice. Um, and I started freelancing, and it was rough. My journey in freelancing was rough. Um, I I left with my ex boss and now business partner, uh, my freelance partner in crime, and she and I worked together to try to build this sort of freelance thing. And it was tough. The first year, we did not make any money, literally zero dollars. Um, but then the second year, I made about thirty five thousand, which was more than I had been making in this toxic job. Um, doing freelance work, working with clients and doing projects that were, you know, fun and, and not actually working 60, 80 hours a week. Um, and I built it up to six figures and it was amazing and it still is amazing. And I still do that work and I love it. I love it so much. Um, I had no overhead, like when I was running Funklectic. So all that money was like actually my money. I didn't have to reinvest it in the business. Um, I didn't have to buy more inventory. I didn't have to deal with schlepping boxes and shipping inventory and time with FedEx. Oh, FedEx. Um, and I, I created this life of freedom and choices that, like, I really cannot imagine doing anything else anymore. I I get to do, like, 6 to 12 trips a year with my family and go on vacation and I choose my own schedule and I work on projects that I want and I get to help brands make better choices and do do responsible work and tell them not to go overseas when they're not ready to go overseas or help them negotiate minimums when they don't need to buy a thousand pieces. They only need to buy 500 or reduce the line because I know it's not smart to introduce 12 pieces. They should only be introducing eight. Um, and I, I would never do anything else again. I mean, this has been, I've been doing this for almost a decade and it's, for me, it's been the best happy medium of getting to work on projects I love, getting to design product, get to still work in fashion without the stress of working in a toxic job, without the stress of running my own fashion business where I wound up not even designing. I wound up dealing with, you know, customers and inventory and chargebacks. And, and I honestly had created a life that I didn't love, um, a business that I hated running, doing business instead of designing. Um and I realized that doing freelance and contract work was like, for me, the best happy medium to working in this industry. Um, and and here's the thing, you know, all of your emails about your businesses that you're trying to launch, your fashion lines that you're trying to create, and the toxic jobs that you're stuck in are so similar to mine and so similar to everybody else's story who I heard um, there's a lot of tears, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of anxiety and illness and panic attacks and nervous breakdowns. And it was genuinely gut-wrenching to read a lot of your stories. Um, I, uh, just this past Friday night, I had, I had sort of spent kind of digging through all the emails. I had spent Friday day digging through all the emails that you guys had sent and reading them. And Friday night, Mark and I were having dinner and he's like, you just don't, you're not yourself right now. You seem... You're, you just seem upset or, you know, are you mad at me? What's wrong? And I was like, I just spent the day reading through the most gut-wrenching stories of what people out there are going through. And it is, I mean, it is tearing me apart inside. Um, 
And and I realized that that is one of the bigger reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing here. And that is one of the bigger reasons that I want to continue having these open and honest conversations and talking about this stuff because no one else is talking about it. And people are just painting these fantasy pictures of all these rainbows and roses and unicorns. And no one is talking about the real shit. But we're all going through it together. And none of us is alone. Um, The other reason I want to talk about it is because you have the power to change your story. Um, One of my mentors... That's sort of his theme for for the year. And he talks a lot about, you know, there's stories that people tell you about your life. There's stories you tell yourself about your life. Um, But at the end of the day, you have the ability to change that story. You have the ability to rewrite that story. And I want to do that together. I want to do that with you. Um, If your story is good, then that is amazing. Congratulations for you. I am so thrilled. Um, right now, my story is pretty pretty damn good. For the last 10 years, it's been pretty damn good, and I feel really grateful for that. I also look back and realize that I've worked really hard to make it happen, and I've gotten a lot of help to make it happen. I've not done it by myself. Um, I know a lot of you out there are working really hard, um, and and your story may not be amazing right now, so I don't mean that to say that, that you're not working really hard. Um, but here's also something that I, I realized and that I really want to be clear about. There are stepping stones to our journeys in life. And there cannot be the good without the bad. Um, you know, we wouldn't know what these amazing experiences were like if we didn't have these terrible experiences and vice versa. And as I looked back on my journey, as I looked back on, you know, that first receptionist job that I hated and then, you know, launching my own my own fashion brand that, that never really made me any money. And then working in that toxic job, you know, that was my journey. And each thing led to the next thing. If I had to do it all over again, I would. That terrible receptionist job made me so angry and so bored and so creatively unstimulated that I had to do something else on the side. I had to start sewing and build this this fashion line, Funklectic. Um, and... And if I didn't do that receptionist job, if I wasn't stuck in that shit job, I might have never done that. And then if I didn't build my fashion brand, if I didn't try to do something with that, I may never have been able to land my first job in the industry. Um, And if I didn't land my first job in the industry, then I never would be where I am right now doing freelance work and doing all of this, this podcast and the, the tutorials. It just, you know, so on some level... We have to trudge through some of the shit to get to the good stuff. Um, so, you know, I uh, I shared a lot of negatives um, and a lot of challenges about having your own fashion line um, in the emails last week. And I'm not going to go through those right here. Um, again, you can read everything that I wrote up last week um, at sfdnetwork.com slash 37. It's linked to in the show notes. Um And I want to be very clear about launching your own line. Um, I'm not doing this to be a dream crusher and telling you all these negative things to to tell you not to pursue your dreams. I am doing it because I want to be honest about what the reality looks like. I want to be honest about the the true financial, emotional, and and mental challenges that it takes to do this. And I want to be true about the 
the success rate, which is very, 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 very low of having your own fashion line. And you can still do it. You can still go after it. Will it succeed? I don't know. What do the statistics tell us? The statistics tell us that it probably won't. But it may lead you to the next thing, which leads you to the next thing, which leads you to the next thing. It may be one of your stepping stones, um, like it was for me. And so if that is a path that you choose, I fully support that path. I just want you to be smart about it. I want you to go slow. I don't want you to get get in over your head financially. Um, I want to have honest conversations about this stuff. And and you guys do too, because your response to those emails last week was, this is refreshing. I am thankful. I am relieved. Uh, people said things like, oh my God, Heidi, scream it from the rooftops, girl. Um, people told me that they wish they had the courage to stand up and do this, that they wish they had the courage to get out there and turn the camera on themselves and start YouTube videos and start talking and start teaching and telling everybody the true realities of what is going on in the industry. Um, but they weren't doing it because of, you know, introverted personalities or they were just scared. And I was really scared too. I was really scared to send those emails. I had a lot of anxieties about what the reaction was going to be. Um, I thought people were going to be mad. I thought people were going to yell at me. I thought, I, I did not know what was going to happen, but I was really nervous that there was going to be a lot of negative to come from it. But I thought, you know what? I believe in this and no one else is saying it. And I know it to be, uh, I, it's, it's honest. I know it to be honest. I'm not touting anything dishonest. And so I'm, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say it. And not one of you, I did not get one negative response, um, which was like amazing. So thank you for that. And, and I'm really glad that you are thankful and you are grateful and you are relieved to be hearing this. And it's made me realize that more of us need to be talking about this. Um, and that's why I'm doing it. Um, so, so this leads me into two things, um, which, you know, I kind of wanted to take this episode to, to just have this discussion on the honesty that is so important that we have in this, in this industry and these conversations that are so important that we have in this industry and the support that we need to give to each other, um, to know that we are not alone, to know that we can help each other do a better job, um, be happier, live better lives while still getting to do what we love, right? While still getting to work in fashion. Um, And so that's why we're here today. Um, So I have two things that I want to share. Both of these are time sensitive. So if you are listening, um, depending on when you're listening, I'll give you some dates. Um, These may or may not be relevant to you. Um, two things. One is that my latest program, um, the Successful Fashion Freelancer program, is open for application right now. Um, I do not use this as an opportunity to do a sales pitch, but I do want to just throw that out at you guys really quickly um, because this is something you guys expressed a lot of interest in um, last week, and so I want to throw that out at you. Um, If you're listening before January 28th, 2018, The applications are currently open, Um, and if you're interested, shoot me an email, and I will personally reply to you with the details. Um, I will will tell you a little bit more about that in just one second, but the second thing I want to share with you is um, a way that we can continue to uh, have this conversation. So you and I can talk more, um, and so you can talk more with other designers, 
Um, we're launching a new way for us to do this. And we're going to commit to this new thing for about six months, this new sort of platform to have conversations. Um, it may last, last longer than six months, but it may, it may not. I'm not sure how well it's going to work. It's a little bit of an experiment. Um, and I'm going to tell you about that a little bit more in a second. But if you're listening to this after July 2018, um, this may or may not still be around. So again, these two time-sensitive things. Okay, so first, the successful freelancer, uh, successful fashion freelancer program. I am over the moon excited about, uh, about this. Again, I do not mean to do a sales pitch for this, but I, I, I feel like it is my responsibility to share this with you guys. Um, I have been working really, really hard in creating this program, and I am like giddy excited with how it's sort of come together. Um, it's a six-month program. And that may sound really long, but I realize that it takes time to get started freelancing. And I want to make sure that you see real results like getting clients and earning money. And in the program, I am going to bend over backwards to help make sure that happens. This entire program is live and interactive. Um, it's not just like an online course that you sign up for and and never get to. Um I am going to be 150% dedicated to you, and I'm only taking a limited number of students um, because I only have the capacity to handle a limited number of students. Um, so there are applications for this, and and part of that process is to make sure that you are 150% dedicated as well. Um, so here's a quick overview, and then we'll get on to the next thing. Um, it, con- it includes four parts. The first is a weekend digital retreat, which is like a weekend getaway with fashion professionals from around the world without jet lag or pricey hotels. And in that weekend, we're going to go through step-by-step everything you need to be a freelancer in fashion. It's going to be so much fun. I'm super excited for that part. Um, Number two is bi-weekly group coaching sessions. Um, You can use these sessions to get feedback and help from me, plus the other amazing freelancers in the program. And these sessions will help you move forward and make sure you're making progress instead of feeling stuck. Okay, so I'm going to help keep you on track the entire time. Um, It also includes a couple of private one-on-one coaching sessions because I know how important it is to get personalized help for your individual situation. Um, And then the last thing it includes, which is so cool, I'm in a program right now that has this and it is freaking amazing. It is called Text a Successful Freelancer, and it is a, a group text where you get the opportunity to get answers fast to your questions right away so you don't have to wait for a coaching session or feel like you are just stuck and you can't get an answer and you're not making any progress. Um, Again, if you want more information about this, applications are open until January 28th, 2018. That is just barely a week from the date I am recording this. Um, Email me at Heidi at SuccessfulFashionDesigner.com. And if you're listening to this after that date, but you're still interested, um, just make sure you're on the mailing list um, so that you hear about it next time it opens. All right. The next thing I promised uh, uh, to talk about is the opportunity for us to have better conversations. Um, Again, in this last week, so many of you reached out. And I've realized that we are all going through the same thing. None of us is alone. Um, And I want to work together, all of us to work together to do a better job. So uh, per Mark's suggestion, this is something that's a little bit out of my space, um, but Mark really thought it would be a good idea. and, And 
I'm on board for this because I'm on board to try something new because you never know what's going to stick. And like my fashion journey, you know, each thing led to the next thing. And like this podcast was born, this podcast was born out of doing live shows on Monday nights on YouTube that were half weird and awkward and half really fun and and lasted for about six months, but grew into the podcast. And so what we're going to do is launch a Patreon. And I don't know how long it's going to last. It could only last six months. That's kind of the timeline we're committing to. Um, it could last longer. But again, it's one of those things where let's see how it goes and let's see what comes of it. And it may work amazing. It may not. Um, it's an experiment. And if nothing else, we're going to learn something and we are going to use it help to help us figure out, you know, if that doesn't work, what's the next thing that could work? What's the next best way to work with you guys for us to all work together and have these conversations and help each other out? So if you're not familiar with Patreon, it is a platform. Um, a lot of creatives use it to uh, get financial support for their ventures. Now, I want to be very, very, very clear that we are not using it as a way to get financial support. Um, there are ways you can follow for free. There are ways you can pay a dollar a month, support for a dollar a month. Um, but it, uh, we have no intention of using this as a way to take your dollar every month. Um, it is to give us a platform to have quality conversations and engagement, to talk to you guys and to see what you need more of, um, what's working, what's not working, share more behind the scenes stuff, you know, there's a lot of content that doesn't make it on the podcast or doesn't make it to the YouTube channel or the blog or the email list, but it's still great. And so it's a way to kind of share some more of that. Um, and again, I'm not sure how well it's going to work. It's going to be a little bit of an experiment to trial and error. We're going to trip over our own feet. Um, but we invite you to guys to come and, and see what that's like um, with us. So if you want to check it out um, and follow along, again, you can follow along for free. Um, it's over at patreon.com slash SFD, um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash SFD. Um, again, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, my, our, my main goal in doing this is to, as I keep saying throughout this recording, is to give all of us an opportunity to have more of these conversations. Because I've realized more than ever in this past week how important it is for all of us. Um, so again, check that out at patreon.com slash sfd. Um, and, and I would love to see you guys over there. So you guys, thank you so much for supporting the show and being here. Um, this last week of opening up a little bit more about my journey, my struggles, and my successes in this fa crazy fashion industry, and then hearing all of your stories and learning what you're going through and learning that your story is not that different than mine, and it is not that different than everybody else's. It has really been one of the most exciting times in this entire journey, in my entire career. And it's not because I'm hearing that a lot of you are struggling. Um, it's because I've realized that none of us is alone. And I want to make that so clear to you guys that whatever you are going through right now, someone else is too. 
And we are in this together. And the more we talk and share the good and the bad, the more we can help each other. The more we can work together to write our own stories. And the more we can work together to make magic happen. Um, you guys, I believe in, in all of this so much. And I... I, uh, I I don't even know. I'm a little bit speechless about what's happened um, this past week and what this may lead to for all of us. Um, but I'm really, really excited to do it with you um, and to continue on this journey and, and see where it leads us. Um, so, so much love to each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with a regular episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Um, and again, if you want to check out the full story of, of my fashion journey, there are more behind-the-scenes pictures. Oof, some of them are gut-wrenching. But um, check them out in the show notes. Again, sfdnetwork.com slash 37. Thank you so much again, you guys. I will talk to you next week. <laughs>